Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And it's time for the Jets-Dolphins post-game report. The Jets going down at the hands of the Miami Dolphins, 30 to nothing. An absolute disaster in every way imaginable. The defense did not look good today. The offense looked beyond terrible. This was the worst offensive performance of the season from the Jets, which is saying something because there are a lot of contenders in that category And the Jets are now officially eliminated from playoff contention. They were unofficially eliminated before this game. I think they had about a 1% chance. Now that percent chance is zero. So to talk about everything, our friend who covers the Jets for JetNation.com, a site where he is the editor, of course, the co-host of Jet Nation Radio as well, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Glenn, what's going on, brother? What a day. Oh, and I was I was just about to buy my plane tickets, figuring the playoffs were still on the cards, <laughs> and and then they pulled the rug out from under me today with this shocking loss, and uh, and there will be no postseason again. I can't believe it. I actually feel kind of silly because on the pregame report, I said that with all the injuries to the Dolphins' offensive line and Tyree Kill being questionable, I thought the Jets had a chance to cover. I didn't think they'd win, but I thought they had a chance to cover the spread. The spread was nine points. They didn't even come close. They scored zero points. And let's start at the quarterback position because this is going to get talked about. Zach Wilson, you'll look at the box score stats, 4 of 11, 26 yards, a fumble that eventually led to a Dolphins touchdown. But let's be real. Zach Wilson was getting killed 
the second he touched the ball on pretty much every single play. Same thing really happened to Trevor Simeon, so I'm not judging him either. Wilson ended up sustaining a concussion. That's why Trevor Simeon came into the game. Simeon finished 14 of 26, 110 yards, and two interceptions. This Jet offensive line was beyond bad. They were playing with like their 800th combination this season. Makai Becton, the last two weeks, probably his two worst games as a pro. Is he playing hurt? Possibly. But as Connor Rogers said on SNY after the game, if he is playing hurt, unfortunately, that doesn't really help his cause because all you think about is the fact that he's always hurt. And so with him being an impending free agent, and you know there's some bad blood there anyway because of what Becton had to say about the Jets last year and them forcing him to try to play right tackle and that possibly being a factor in him getting hurt last year and not being able to play. All of these things seem to indicate to me that Mekhi Becton will not be back with the Jets next year, so they will need two new starting offensive tackles. Realistically, they probably need a new starting offensive guard on the left side. I don't know how realistic that is, however, because Lakin Tomlinson is locked in at such a high cap figure. It would be a $10 million dead cap hit. That price, you may as well, I guess, just keep him and hope that he can be somewhat serviceable. Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be coming off his second major injury. So the offensive line is in shambles. And then, of course, the wide receiver core. We'll get to that in a little bit with Garrett Wilson. But Zach Wilson suffering a concussion here. He probably has played his last game as a Jet. It would make sense to me to not put him back in there because I can't imagine he gets cleared for Christmas Eve. He probably wouldn't get cleared on a short week to play the Browns. And what's the point of trotting him out there the last week of the season against the Patriots anyway? What you have to hope for is that somebody saw the Kansas City tape and the Houston tape. They like it enough that maybe they'll give you something somewhat decent for him in the offseason. And then you go into the offseason and hope to figure out what you do next with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you bring in some sort of higher-end backup and draft a guy on day three of the draft. But those are conversations we can have down the line for now, Glenn. Zach Wilson, concussion, probably played his last game as a Jet. The offensive line, absolutely terrible. They're going to have to rebuild it almost from scratch at the end of this season. We're probably nearing the end of Mekhi Becton's tenure as a Jet, and we're probably going to see Trevor Simeon the rest of the way after this Zach Wilson concussion today. Boy, where do you start, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you nailed all of it. The offensive line, it was an absolute shambles. I, I tweet, Exactly what you said, I tweeted during the game. I said, I think we may have just witnessed Mekhi Becton's two worst games as a, as a pro. Um uh, by my count, he gave up at least he's given up at least five sacks over the last two weeks, which is just unbelievable. Um, it may have been even worse than that. You know, we'll have to wait and see the the final numbers and and watch the all twenty two. But as it stands now, Becton gives up five sacks over two weeks. He he's either hurt or not interested. Um, I don't know which of the two. I think that you know it, it doesn't matter either way. I, I think you're right. You know, there there was meat for a lot of this season. When he was playing well and, and you know, not great, but he was playing well enough and he was staying healthy, I thought, all right, you tag him for one year, you see what he brings next year, and if he's better, you give him the long-term deal. But as you said, there was there was always that lingering kind of, you know, thinking back to that offseason interview, which when he did that interview, and, and I was a bit, I've been a Becton supporter, you know, from the day he was drafted, um, but even I said, I was like that, I, I don't know who's advising him, but that was it, about the worst look you could imagine, like, the guy was just about to come back and finally get back on the football field, and the focus would have been on football for the first time in a couple of years for him. And he comes out and does this interview where he basically says, team's fault, I got hurt. 
don't love the coach, uh, you know, lukewarm relationship, however he termed it. So the thought, you know, the suggestion he may not even want to be here, I don't think is far off base. And whether or not he wants to be on the field right now is another question. I really hope, I know there's only a couple of games left, but my hope is that Carter Warren gets on the field for a couple more games and, you know, you get four or five starts to grade him off of where, you know, he wasn't great in his first couple starts, but he, considering the fact he hadn't played in almost a couple, you know, a year and a half, really, with the injuries in college, you know, you hope he can become a starter and 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 answer one of those questions there. But you're right, man. The offensive line is an absolute shambles. Zach Wilson, I don't know if I've ever seen this. Um, and I didn't see the final numbers. I don't know if you caught it, Scott. At one point, they flashed the graphic on the screen. Zach Wilson, 11 dropbacks, three sacks, eight pressures. <laughs> like, he was literally pressured on every single one of his first 11 dropbacks, either sacked or hurried. Um, that That's that's unfathomable. So th- there was nothing he could do behind this. He actually made, I mean, he only made a couple of throws. Um, one of them was a, a fantastic ball that really you got to give Miami credit for. The DB made an outstanding play covering a lot of ground and get a hand on it. But um, Zach, he had nothing to work with tonight, and Simeon had nothing to work with and probably won't have anything to work with over the final couple weeks of the season. There was nothing Zach Wilson could do here. You can blame Zach Wilson for certain performances this season if you like. If you're blaming him for this one, I really don't know what to tell you. Glenn, that stat you brought up tells the entire tale. He was literally dropping back, and within a nanosecond, somebody was about to take his head off in this game on pretty much every play that was a passing play. You can look at the Jets' offensive numbers, and they tell the tale. There really wasn't much to look at because they had no offense. Garrett Wilson wasn't targeted to the third quarter, but again, hard to target a guy when you can't even have any time to throw the ball. Brees Hall carried the ball six times for 12 yards. Izzy Abanacanda finally got a look. I guess if you want to take one positive out of this on the offensive side of the ball, that would be the positive that you take. Four carries, eight yards. It's just more a matter of the fact that he finally was able to get a look. Some of the offensive players were asked about what happened in this game afterwards. Alan Lazard said the Jets were out-schemed and out-efforted. He said the Dolphins played a better football game than the Jets did today. I mean, that goes without saying. Garrett Wilson agreed. He was asked if he knew that he hadn't been targeted till the third quarter. Said, yes, I'm aware. And then he said, it seems like we're being unintentional, and that's my mindset. It's simple. That doesn't have to be the case. It was. I have to figure out how I can get involved in the first quarter. It is what it is here. Like I said, these quarterbacks had nowhere to go with the ball because the second they would get it, they were under duress. By the way, on the subject of Garrett Wilson, and this is not something you want to see if you're a Jets fan, the cameras caught him multiple times looking very angry, very frustrated. You know that Garrett Wilson is not that far away from going into a situation where he's going to be looking for a new contract, you're hoping that Aaron Rodgers coming back healthy, knock on wood, will end up helping to turn the tide. But as of right now, Garrett Wilson can't be thinking positive things about his tenure here with the Jets. By the way, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I hope that once and for all, this killed any possibility of him potentially playing this year. The reports that he might have been cleared to play next week The reality of the situation is I don't care if the Jets still had a 1% chance at the playoffs. We've talked about this, Glenn. You heard Dr. Stoller and what he said. The way that that Arthrex speed bridge works is that it's holding the tendon in place. That tendon isn't fully healed yet. Until it is, it's at a greater risk of being re-injured than if you were to wait 
until it's fully healed, which won't happen until the summer. That could be a 1% greater risk. It could be 10%. We don't know. But even if it's 1%, to risk even one more percent to throw Aaron Rodgers out there behind that offensive line, I said this on Twitter, Glenn. If Aaron Rodgers went out there against Washington and then Cleveland two times in four days, and one of those would have been with Miles Garrett going up against the aforementioned Mekhi Becton, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers' career would have survived it. I'm serious. It's very possible that Miles Garrett could have ended Aaron Rodgers' career with him coming back like that. So if there's anything good that came out of this loss, it's that now we can put the Aaron Rodgers talk to bed. We don't have to worry about him trying to be too brave for his own good, trying to prove a point, and we can focus on thinking about what the Jets can do to improve the roster for next year around a presumably, knock on wood, healthy Rodgers after the tendon is fully healed. Yeah, I think having Rodgers out there would be foolish. But at the same time, I wouldn't put the, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past the Jets and Rodgers to say, I want to play one series to say I did it. Even if he just hands it off, go on a field, couple of handoffs, and it'll be in the books that he came back quicker than anyone else, got into a game quicker than anyone else, keep him out of harm's way, and and then get him off the field. Again, this isn't what I'm saying I think should happen, but I think Rodgers is going to say, I'm handing a damn ball off to get on the field and log a stat so I can be like, I put in all this work to be the quickest guy to come back. But putting him out there to drop back and throw footballs with this offensive line would be an absolute... I can't believe there are people entertaining this. I've seen people say... And I, I've even heard Rodgers say it. Uh, if I get hurt, I have an entire season to, to, to rehab. Do we want this guy spending an entire offseason rehabbing? Or do we want him spending an entire offseason getting ready for the next season? Like, not relearning to walk. Like, I want him doing whatever he would normally do in his routine offseason to get ready for the upcoming year. I don't want him rehabbing again. And having to, you know, have next year in August or September be the first time in over a year that he's actually taken part in a football activity, um, you know, be it a preseason game, a regular season game, whatever it may be. So a couple handoffs, I would not put it past them. But beyond that, they shouldn't be taking any risks. And I don't understand people who are saying, yeah, let's see him out there for the hell of it. It's, it's, it's I don't want him spending an entire offseason doing another rehab. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Defensively, some injuries today. John Franklin Myers, who was questionable coming into this one, got shaken up. Tony Adams went into concussion protocol. Quinnen Williams came off the field but came back. Quincy Williams was shaken up at one point. So this was just a litany of horrors. If you want to take one positive away from this, I suppose, Will McDonald, who was questionable going into this game, ended up getting a half a sack. So he continues to make his presence felt little by little, which is good because Bryce Huff who is an impending free agent and may end up being somebody that the Jets can't keep simply because of how much money he's going to wind up costing. Had another sack today. By the way, Huff talked after the game and said that this just felt like one of those games where the team got punched in the mouth early and never recovered. And let's talk a little bit, by the way, about what happened with the Jets getting punched in the mouth. And specifically, the guy that did the majority of the punching, Jalen Waddell had a phenomenal game. And I think a lot of what this game did for the Dolphins is dispel the myth that they can't score points and they can't move the ball without Tyreek Hill in that lineup. Because remember... The Jets did have a couple of guys come off and get shaken up, but this is still one of the best defenses in the league. Look at what they did last week against Houston, and yet Tua Tugavaloa, 21 of 24, 224 yards and a touchdown, airing it out to Jalen Waddell, who had eight catches for 142 yards. Raheem Mostert had two touchdowns as well, so he continues his magic carpet ride. Tua looked good for the most part, man. There wasn't much that you could complain about. It wasn't the fanciest thing in the world, but he got the ball to his best guy, Jalen Waddell. Waddell did the rest. He thought that if Tyreek Hill didn't play, it would be a major advantage for the Jets. It ended up not even making a dent. You know, I'll tell you what, I, I, I actually thought the Jets, especially if Tyreek Hill didn't play, I thought the Jets had a chance to win this game. I thought the defense was going to come out fired up after what they saw last week, and I thought they'd think, oh, if we, you know, if we shut these guys down, we got a shot because maybe we'll score some points. This offensive line, though, I mean, was just such a disaster. And credit to Miami for taking advantage of it, of, of the fact that the Jets were, were punchless on offense. The, the Dolphins were aggressive on offense, throwing the ball deep down the field, going forward on fourth down. Um, you know, they, they did a lot of different things. We saw, you know, right out of the gate, you saw Miami with a lot of quick, short throws. And that's that, you know, that's the benefit of assembling a, a track team and guys that everybody on that roster runs a sub four, four, sub four, three, 40. So you can have two a drop back and just hit guys on, on quick screens and quick slants and not have to put himself at risk and let these guys make plays after the catch. You set up the long stuff with, you know, you, there's so much short stuff inside of, you know, 10 yards for so long that, you, you know, you get the defense creeping up and then boom, you hit them over the top with a, a 70 yard or whatever it was to, to waddle 70 yard touchdown. So Miami did what they had to do. The Jets defense came out and, and really, you know, obviously the first touchdown, there wasn't really, it wasn't a drive so much. It was a, you know, a, a one yard play or that, you know, Miami got the ball on the one after the fumble. 
Um, but still, all in all, the Jets' pass defense didn't do a great job today, and and Tua took advantage of that, and, and Waddle had a monster game. And this is where I think we've talked about this before, Glenn. I'm not saying that the Jets always have to have Sauce Gardner shadowing the opposing team's best wide receiver, especially if Tyree Kill had played in this game because you want to mix it up a little bit, feel out the matchups, and also, obviously, Waddle and Hill are both really good, so you want Sauce and Reed each on one of them. But in this game, you could tell pretty quickly that Jalen Waddle was a very bad matchup for DJ Reed, cooked him the entire way. And it's one of those games where I wish Jeff Fulbrick would have taken the initiative of putting Sauce Gardner on Jalen Waddle to try and stop the bleeding. He didn't. And as a result, as DJ Reed said in the postgame presser, it was a good old ass whooping for the Jets defense today. The Dolphins offense carved them up. Yeah, they really did. And, and you know, it's one of those games where you're so bad that who, who's going to come out and deny? Who can say anything other than, you know, we got our asses kicked, we got whooped, we got this, we got that. There, there's no other way around it, you know. And you know, somewhat off topic, but the thing that drove me nuts, and I get the games changed, and you see it more nowadays, but seeing players celebrate individual plays down by thirty in the fourth quarter, you know, signaling first downs or or getting in a guy's face after a tackle, I, I don't get it. Like. Where's the sense of like, you know what, we're getting we're getting it handed to us right now. I'm going to make whatever play I make and I'm going to get back to the huddle. and Let's 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 wind this clock down, get out of here and try to get better next week. Um, it, it, to me, it was embarrassing to see you guys do that. But I guess it is the new thing. Guys don't worry about scores or wins or losses anymore. We saw it the other night, Austin Eckler in their game signaling first down from down 48 nothing. Um, so, you know, that's just a little side note. But that that's something that kind of drives me up the wall. And this team, you know, they can be as humble as they like in the locker room after the game, um, but no one, no one's going to feel sorry for them, nor should they. And they got to, you know, they got to get their act together. If, you know, we, you know, we talk about tanking, we're worried about draft position at this point. But this team, they want to prove that they can play, and they have a couple more weeks to do that. And I really don't see, you know, there's no way this offensive line is going to be good enough in the next couple of weeks to win any football games with with Trevor Simeon under center. And I, and I do think you're right. I think we've seen the last of Zach Wilson. The two biggest standouts for the Dolphins on defense, Bradley Chubb, three sacks. He absolutely beat Mekhi Becton like a drum today. And I am afraid for Trevor Simeon's safety when the Jets take on the Browns and Miles Garrett is in there looking to go after Trevor Simeon. We remember what happened the last time those two met up, and it wasn't good for Trevor Simeon. In case you forgot, yeah. go back and look it up, but he ended Trevor Simeon's season. Wouldn't be surprised if that happens again, so Brett Rippon, just be ready with the clipboard there on the sidelines. Also should say that Robert Salas spoke after the game, and he sounded as frustrated as you would imagine. Quote, you put together the best game plan you can, Sometimes it's just not good enough, which of course was the case today. Salah was asked if today's result was embarrassing. He said, yeah, what else could you say? And now, of course, especially depending on what happens the next couple of weeks and whether or not the Jets fight to the finish line here, there's going to be renewed talk as to whether or not Robert Salah should survive the season. I still think he likely does unless Aaron Rodgers turns on him. It's not impossible that that happens, especially if say Mike Tomlin becomes available, you wonder if at that point maybe the Jets 
go to Aaron Rodgers and say, we want to at least explore this possibility. Here's a guy who never had a losing season going into this year. Here's a guy with a Super Bowl ring. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's got seven division titles. He's got 10 playoff appearances. I could go on and on. A very decorated head coach, somebody that would give the Jets instant credibility. So is Robert Sala going to be able to keep command of the locker room enough and retain the respect of Aaron Rodgers enough to not get blown out of here at the end of the season. Like I said, if I were to bet on it at this moment, I'd say he probably stays. But after what we saw today, some more performances like this, and all bets are off. Yeah, and I'm sure Rodgers will downplay it, but you mentioned Garrett Wilson earlier. It's also worth mentioning the cameras caught Rodgers a few times looking really fed up. Um, I, I tweeted one clip out of him just shaking his head for a good, you know, seven, eight seconds. He's shaking his head no, he's rolling his eyes, and he's not talking to anybody. He's just listening to the headset, right? He's listening, he's hearing whatever's going on upstairs, and Rogers very unimpressed there. And then it, it happened again later. He kind of just dropped his head back and closed his eyes and shook his head. Like he looks like a guy who's living in a nightmare. And I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, when we were hearing all this talk about how the, you know, Rogers came here on this package deal and he loves Salah and he loves Joe Douglas. And I thought to myself, what if he's you know, what if he's looking at this from behind the scenes and what if he's not that impressed with Robert Sala? What if he goes to Woody Johnson and, you know, the Jets may not even have to come to him. He might go to Woody Johnson and say, look, man, this guy you have in charge, great guy, liked him when we met him, but he he's not the guy. You need to go out and get somebody. Um, so it may even come to that. And it's a shame because, look, I like Sala, but um, he's not getting the job done. And if, I mean, as you tweeted and just said, my God, if Mike Tomlin becomes available, you jump on that. If uh, if you think you can get Todd Monken in here, we've talked about him at length several times. You go get him. You know, get somebody who can who can run an offense and you know sort of bring this offense into the in, into the the twenty first century and put some points on the board. But I don't know that I'm not as sold on the idea that Aaron Rodgers is married to the idea of Robert Sala coming back next year. We're going to find out, Glenn. We're also going to find out where the Jets wind up picking. Right now, it looks like the chances of them getting above the fourth pick are pretty slim. They could slide all the way down to nine if they lose out, but they probably won't go higher than four. If they get to four, it would mean they'd have to lose to Washington, and if they do that, then Washington would jump back a spot. They need Chicago to win a game. Chicago's got Arizona coming up. So that could be the game that Chicago wins. The Giants, Chargers, and Titans are all in the Jets' heels. So you would like those teams to win a game. Maybe the Chargers firing Brandon Staley gives them a little jolt and they get a win like the Raiders got right after they fired Josh McDaniels. That would be helpful. You want as much distance as possible. And then, Glenn, we'll talk about this a lot more as we get closer to the draft. But at this point, what you have to hope for is that the Jets get to the highest pick they can, which realistically would probably be number four. And at that point, the three top guys that are clear cut that would easily command the big haul in the trade, the two quarterbacks, Drake May and Caleb Williams, and of course, Marvin Harrison Jr. are not going to be there. But if, say, Jaden Daniels, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, really lights it up at the Combine, his stock goes through the roof, and he ends up being a guy that gets into the mix for the top four or five, then maybe you have something to leverage for a trade down. Because as we said, there are going to be a ton of spots on the offensive side of the ball that the Jets need to fix. And as much as I like Joe Alt, as much as I like Olu Fashanu, as much as I like somebody like Brock Bowers, you can go down the line with any of the receivers and the tackles, the Jets 
really need to leverage that pick to get as many high-quality picks as they can, especially since they have no second-round pick from the Rodgers trade. Yeah, that that's the killer is the is the Rodgers pick. I, I can't remember if we discussed this or not, Scott. And I know there's you know people with philosophical differences who would say I'm crazy, but my thought is you you trade down. You know, as you just said, if if you end up at four, you try to trade down and get a haul of picks. You're probably not going to get nearly as much if you're at five or six, but you still try to trade down there. I would also because of the because of the the small window the Jets have here. If I'm the Jets, I look at trading back into the first round by using some of next year's picks to get as many hands on deck as quickly as possible to get these guys on the field and performing. Because, you know, you draft, you you get into next year's first round pick, you know, not this year's, but next year, that guy may not see the field all that much with Aaron Rodgers in his final year anyway. So use whatever you have to use to get additional firsts and seconds this year to try to add some some day one starters who can have an impact and uh, and take advantage of what is now a window that's even that's one year shorter than it was before we traded for Aaron Rodgers and um and you didn't even get a year out of him yet. Glenn Naughton, editor JetNation.com and co-host of Jet Nation Radio. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets' defeat at the hands of the Miami Dolphins in Miami, thirty to nothing, an absolute blowout loss for the Jets. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out everything Glenn's doing at JetNation.com and JetNation Radio. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Frank Lemire's Quentin Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.